Stellantis says show's over, and other automakers are sitting them out too. Talking Auto Show's incredible shrinking act. Hi everyone, I'm Ed Garston, and welcome to episode 66 of Tales from the Beat. Well, as I'm recording this, the wind chill in suburban Detroit is a cozy 15 degrees. How cold is it? Well, U.S. automakers were frozen out of the North American Car and Utility of the Year awards, losing to Toyota and Kia, respectively. Kudos to Ford Super Duty for salvaging Truck of the Year. Well, speaking of those awards, for many years, the announcement of the winners always kicked off media days at the North American International Auto Show here in Detroit each January. Well, it's January now, but no auto show here since it moved to September two years ago. Now, once one of the world's most important auto shows with more than 50 news conferences and product reveals, it's reverted to basically a regional show with many automakers skipping it, either to save money or to do their own thing over social media. Well, recently, Detroit Free Press business columnist Carol Kane revealed there's talk among some auto executives and dealers about bringing the show back to January, where it fits better into dealer sales calendars and automaker launch schedules, and there's less entertainment competition. Well, as someone who's covered every Detroit show since 1990, I'll be blunt. Moving the show back to the icebox may improve attendance during public days, but there's no returning to the days when more than 5,000 members of the media made the trek to the Motor City to cover dozens of product reveals and enjoy access to top executives. Now, it's not because they're warm-weather sugar plums who can't stand the lack of heat. It's because the role of all auto shows, for that matter, has long moved on. The economy has decimated the budgets of news organizations that have cut staff and expenses, especially for travel. And technology. Now, even before the COVID pandemic caused cancellation or postponement of auto shows, a number of automakers pulled the plug on their participation. In fact, just this week, Stellantis said it's sitting out this year's Chicago Auto Show and looking at others on a case-by-case basis. At more than a million bucks to stage a big reveal and more than that to build elaborate display stands, Spending that kind of coin stopped making sense a very long time ago. Well, this opens the door to a mea culpa. For 11 years, I ran the digital communications team at the predecessors to Stellantis. Wasting money drives me crazy. And having been a member of the automotive media for a long time, as CNN's Detroit bureau chief, national auto writer for the Associated Press, and GM beat writer at the Detroit News, and, and currently a freelance contributor for Forbes.com, I knew very well how the game is played and winning even a brief mention in a story. Flashy reveals with great visuals won. Long-winded talking head reveals were the falling trees in the forest that nobody heard. So I decided to break down the walls of the convention center by circumventing the media and letting the consumers who might actually want to buy a car, truck, or SUV see the reveals in their full context, not in snippets in a news story competing with everyone else for coverage. Now, as early as 2006, we took the wraps off the new Chrysler Sebring, 
not at an auto show, but at our own media event in June and webcast it live from our Chelsea, Michigan Proving Grounds. Local media could see it in person if they wanted, but now media anywhere in the world could cover our event, and they did. You know, it's funny. It seems seems quaint right now to uh, speak about live webcasts, but back then it was a, a pretty ballsy move. And we took it further when I convinced the bosses to let me live stream auto show reveals going directly to the consumer and giving instant access to journalists who couldn't attend the event. And after that, we live-streamed every reveal. Now, at first, producing a webcast was costly. Hell, I had to pay a production company 15 to 20 grand to put it up, and then the webcast would only remain live for a month. Well, then I discovered this piece of gear no larger than a laptop and a little thicker that was, in effect, a TV control room in a box. It was called the Livestream HD50. Connected to any internet access point, attach up to five cameras, and you're on the air. The HD50 costs 10 grand, but then every webcast you produced more than amortized the cost, and the webcast would remain online for as long as you wanted at no extra cost. With such an amazing portable device, we then could live stream reveals anytime and from almost any place away from the clutter and noise of an auto show. Now, of course, this is all before things we take for granted today, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and stuff like that. But it wasn't long before other automakers experienced their eureka moments and began using the technology to take the wraps off new vehicles, going directly to the public and the media at a fraction of the cost and winning millions of impressions and landing widespread coverage. Well, the more the industry learned just how effective the combination of technology and social media is in getting its messages out, the more it diminished dependency on auto shows with its associated construction and labor costs and competing for coverage. So that's where we are today, where auto shows once served the dual purpose as both a media magnet for product introductions and fun, accessible showrooms for consumers only the latter role remains. Well, for sure, there's, there's no better place for a shopper to enjoy a pressure-free experience where you can kick the tires, sit behind the wheel, fly-spec a vehicle's every feature to help make that big decision on a new ride. Maybe they saw one of those live webcasts or a news story about a certain car or truck or SUV, and they want to check it out in person. Now, for those not in the market... Auto shows are pure entertainment, whether you're an enthusiast or you just enjoy the atmosphere, the sounds, the smells, the activity, the fudge. Oh, the industry very much still needs auto shows. Don't get me wrong. They spark a lot of sales. But the industry doesn't need auto shows the way it did in the past to introduce new products. There are much less expensive and much more effective ways to do that now. So bringing back the Detroit show to the winter won't bring back the good old days of mass media attendance and attention, and it won't bring automakers back to the show floor that have long abandoned auto shows around the world, in many cases, leaving local dealers to pick up the slack. Look, things change. Whether it's tastes or technology, you just have to adapt. But as someone who loves anything on four wheels that can take me and my family anywhere we want to go, whenever we want to go there, 
Even if I'm not covering it, I'm still going to go to the auto show in any season. That's Tales from the Beat for this week. Thanks a lot for listening. I'm Ed Garston, and I'll be back next week with more tales. Take care now.